Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGG Cast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hi. And our co-host, Hector. Hello. And our main topic this week is our yearly E3 predictions that we are for sure going to get wrong. But before that, we have all the nerdy news that's fit to discuss. And before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. And right now, you can get our exclusive Final Fantasy VII Remake episode there. I guess yeah. some uh, topics for us to make more episodes about as yeah, well, because like, oh, yeah. I want to do more of those. We need some more I, topics. I forgot the ones we had planned. Yeah. <laughs> and with all of the introductions out of the way, it is time for the prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week. What we've been playing, what we've been watching, what's been occupying our free time. Uh, Tony, what do you got? Um, I really just wanted to talk about Bo Burnham's uh, Inside. Mm-hmm. I watched that this week. Me too. And, um, I plan on watching it. on my it. list as well. Yeah, I've been waiting on something from him for quite a while. And oh, yeah. he addresses why there hasn't been anything for him for quite a while. Yeah. In that special. Um, I heard I've, that it is good. Good. It's very good. I hear, hear that it's very dark. It is very identifiable with. Mm. I mean, I yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it can be very dark, but in and a, it's that, a Netflix special, right? Yes, yes. Netflix special, it can, and and his other Netflix specials are on there too. And if you've never seen a Bo Burnham special, I highly suggest you watch one of the other ones first because <laughs> it'll give you a taste of what his comedy is like when he hasn't locked himself in a room for about a year. Right. He um, already was relatively dark in his uh, sense of humor, but mm-hmm. I mean, most comedians are. Well, social commentary, which is almost yeah. always This is just a dark. bit more uh, th- suicidal is, in some points. <laughs> it, it's a lot, yes, it, it, it's a tad bit suicidal and a lot more... Um, it, 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 all of the comedy sounds a lot like someone coming to grips with a lot of realities that they hadn't really had time to think about until now, which is... Where we are very identifiable for everyone who's, you know, been in quarantine for the last year. Yeah. I found it amazing. Um, The best way I heard it described was like, well, this is just about the best produced uh, bread tube video I've ever seen. Mm. Which, you know, it's going back to a lot of the the people who create YouTube essays for a living uh, who come out with like an hour and a half, you know, a two hour uh, diatribe on canceling or something like that, or just like a state of the world. And try and tell some jokes, hmm. try and give some content to their fans, but really they're just in their room just trying to make a thing. That's kind of what this special is like, and it's incredibly entertaining, and it's very, very well done. Okay. For me, it's his use of language. Um, I appreciate his uh, vocabulary and his mm-hmm. ability to make us think about something uh, more than once uh, during a sequence. Uh, his okay. musical ability is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's definitely shown off in this. Oh, yeah. um, it's and just I him really, and a piano, so. Yeah, right, and it's, right. it's, if you really look at, because I do the show and I look at all the, the production of everything, oh, looking the what he's ma- yeah, all the equipment mm-hmm. that he's making, like, looking, just sitting around, I was like, wow, he did not, this is very cheaply made. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is, <laughs> Less than a million dollars. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I mean, honestly, it's less than like ten thousand dollars worth of equipment. He just yeah. like assigned us like with MacBooks and stuff. Yeah. But like the cameras, the sound equipment, the lighting, everything he was using is just a room in his talent and is a 
natural and ability so to his, lighting and So you're saying that his audio? talent, his natural talent, and also his comedic talent shows through without it being what feels like a normal Netflix scripted on stage event. Oh, yes. oh this is definitely not that. This yeah. is, uh, he brings up in the special that he w- wanted to do a, another stand-up tour. He wanted, yeah. he had a no, whole new line, set up of material to go out, and then he couldn't go on tour. Yeah. So yeah, he made pretty. all new everything. He spent however much time, if you watch the movie, he'll explain how much time it took him to make this. Mm. And it's an amazing journey hmm. of watching somebody just, scrap everything and try to start over Hmm. okay it's i mean but so 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 would recommend would recommend would recommend very much so yeah yeah uh hector what about you oh let's see what do i got i finished resident evil a a resident evil village Mm -hmm. um loved it loved the ending i got a uh, apparently i looked it up afterwards i got the good ending Nice. So, uh, you know, backpats for me. Uh, it was great. And then I immediately started playing the mercenaries mode. That's fucking fun. Yeah. Like, that's a good time. They just... They just give you a gun. They just and... give you a gun and a whole bunch of combat and ability to customize here and there based yeah. on how much you earn, killing things, and just let you loose. They give all the enemies health bars. Like, they, you know, like, it's a video game. And then you get to see numbers come out of their heads when they die, when you get, yeah. you know, get currency and build up combos. It's... A really get contrast to the game I've been playing before, just like focusing on survival. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. I love it. Um, I like the number gratification from video games. Mm-hmm. It's oh, look at that barbarian just gifted a bunch of subs to uh, people in our chat right now. Thank Hi, you everyone. Oh, sir. Thank you. Awesome. If you would like to join him and uh, come on to uh, twitch.tv slash gnggcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is the live show, guys. Yeah. Crazy. So, let's see. Uh, the um, second half of the final season of Lucifer dropped on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I've been working my way through that. I'm only about halfway through it. But it's been very, very good so far. It's not disappointing. It's still Lucifer, but Netflix Lucifer. So, every once in a while, he drops an F-bomb, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Because they don't overuse it. They're just like, yeah, that yeah, that felt good. That was a yeah. well-deserved F-bomb. Very nice. And, uh, it's like the one thing yeah. that Netflix. This like, is towards the end to of add. the Lucifer story. This is towards story. the end of the Lucifer story, and if you got up to the end of the last one, um, you know that. And this very, very light spoilers for an overall plot. God shows up, and now we get to spend some time with God, and it's very interesting mm. because if you know anything about Lucifer and Amenadiel and Michael. And family's got issues, yo. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So there's I'm that. super excited to get One started watching that. One of my favorite parts about uh, Lucifer in this season was Eric Kripke, who is the one of the producers for the show, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, he had a character in Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was God. <laughs> um, but he does show up as a character in one episode in this final season mm. as a mobster, whatever character. He's a background guy. He's not there for mm-hmm. Right, right. But I just really like the fact he, he does somehow get to put himself into this things he works on. He's like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be this actor now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For me, for me real quick, I do want to mention that I watched a uh, new show on Hulu. Only the first te- two seasons are on Hulu. Uh, it's called Inside Number Nine. Uh, it is a 30 minute British show. It's uh, on BBC Two or something. Um, it is one of the darker shows that I've watched in a while. Uh, it's a dark comedy. It um, definitely hits the spectrum of both dark and comedic. Um, it was a show that was recommended to me through a video, various video essayists on YouTube, uh, specifically for if you really like the early seasons of Black Mirror but feel that the show kind of fell off a little bit, this is the show for you. 
and every almost every episode has a twist. Um, nine times out of ten, There's you more you think pig you, fucking of. Uh, it's it's the yeah, first episode it's, of Black it's, Mirror. yeah it's yeah. kind of that level of dark at some point. Okay, oh, man. I, don't um, politicians was, I don't know if that was a twist so much as that. We all wanted to see it until we saw it, and then we're like, oh. Right. You right. really want to see a politician fuck a pig? <laughs> I mean, I right. do. So, okay. So, so I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll give you an example. And if, if, if this does not sell you on it, and I understand this is not for everybody, so I'm going to give you the first episode. I'm just going to give it to you, and we'll, and you decide if this is okay for you. The first episode is about a game that a family is playing in which they are running around a house, and you have to try and find other people. When you find them, you then seal yourself off in the room that they're in. So in this particular thing, they're all in a cupboard. There's a giant, like, j- just giant oaken closet. And it's ridiculous. You get, like, eight people in there at one point, And they're just like, okay, I think we need to, like, we can break the rules of the game. We have to, like, not be all in this. Like, no, you, can, you have to follow the rules. Those are the rules of the game. But this is what we have to do. And the whole thing is just this comedic back and forth of, like, why are we playing this stupid game that we played as kids? Like, why are we doing it? Um, one guy's humming a song, and every time he tries to hum the song, like, people get pissed off at him. Like, don't stop singing the song. So long story short, at the end of the, uh, of the episode, um, somebody lights the cupboard with all the people on fire because one of the people in the cupboard is a pedophile, and he actually touched all the people that were in the cupboard with him at some point when they were children. Wow. So... I mean, that's like... It's a dark an show. Aggressive yeah. punishment for um, some people that probably didn't deserve it, I'm guessing. Yeah, it, <laughs> the, the episode gets... like There are com- comedic parts, which is them running around trying to figure out why you have to hide in the cupboard, and then the ending happens. And they, that is very abrupt. That happens mm-hmm. in the last, I would say, 30 seconds of it. Oh, right on. So, like, that's what the show does, and it does it consistently, and it very oftentimes has twists upon twists so that when you think that you know what it is, um, it will turn it around completely. I highly recommend it if you like dark comedies. Again, the first few seasons are on Hulu. Um, other, You may have to go to other various websites to get the rest of them. The show is still going, by the way. It is mm. still going over in the UK. Um, they just finished like season six or seven right now. Cool. Um, so, And they change the cast every season. And it's absolutely fantastic. I have been... It has been a while since I have binged something where when it's like... Uh, you're normally on like a work day. I'll go to bed around like 1130 midnight yeah. where I go to check the time and I go motherfucker. Like, yeah, I, ah, like shit, it's one o'clock. Like, what I do. It wasn't even that. It was just like, I'm trying, I'm trying to be a responsible adult here and but go to bed. But like, I really want to watch another episode of this. Like <laughs> yeah. that's how good it was. Um, one of the other things we did this week, we do have to knock this out real quick uh, to kind of wrap up the prelude. We all watched a movie on shutter on shutter called psycho Gorman. Yeah. What is the story of Psycho Gorman, Hector? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> I have literally no idea. No, okay. So, but for reals, though, um, a uh, small brother and sister duo who are playing games in the backyard um, happen upon a... Um, a rock. Truly the epitome of all evil that exists in the universe. Mm-hmm. And then promptly enslave it to this tiny little girl who... Um, you I don't know. She's a tiny she's, little girl would. She, she's she's a little bit of an entitled tiny little girl, and as you all know from TV shows around the world, that makes her an asshole. So basically, <laughs> this tiny little asshole girl is running around with all the dark power of the universe, treating it like a puppy, and yep. it's one of the greatest. I okay, so it's uh, it's filmed completely like it is. So it is. It's filmed like it is an eighties like. For kids horror film. Yes, yes, it is. Very with much all so. the special effects, everything is filmed that way. Mm-hmm. But it's set in modern times, and the kids are basically like little angsty millennials. Yeah, 
And, and the, the <laughs> amount of nods you get to like early, early 90s kids shows, Power Rangers is a yep. very well represented in there and things like it. The puppeteering is like straight out of Ninja Turtles 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Like the practical effects are amazing. Everything, everyone looks really cool, even though they're like a little goofy, but they're like obviously manufactured goofy, not like mm -hmm. poor goofy. And Psycho I, Gorman looks wet all the time, yeah. but he isn't necessarily wet, and that's an amazing effect. Yes, it, it really is. is. It's very, it's very <laughs> 80s. It's gross. I'll tell you this, and the, the panel can agree with me on this one thing, and then we can all talk about how we felt about the movie mm -hmm. if we feel like it. But I haven't laughed this much watching a that movie was my opinion. in years. And I mean like minute to minute, line to line. There was always something funny happening. My cheeks were hurting by the end of that movie. Yeah. I was laughing so it, hard. It, it, it hurt my lungs. It hurt my face to, ha to laugh this mm -hmm. much at this movie. And the quality of the comedy was always very good. Like, it, it didn't do one bit that got old. It was always funny for, like, ten different reasons. Mm -hmm. I... I want to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where I am. My, my, my final opinion is, seriously, if you have a Shutter account, um, please watch Psycho Gorman. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. This movie probably deserves a sequel, like five sequels. Oh, it's yeah. so fucking over the top and silly. Absolutely. It's an all ages thing, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. kids the can watch it. that it's PG, right? Yep. Like, the whole thing is, it's how much could they get away with in PG. So there's nary a tit to be seen, obviously, and um, the very, very little swearing, if any swearing at all. But because America, they get away with a lot of gore. Yeah. And it's, it's cartoon but it's still what you might consider gory at times mm -hmm. so they, they play into the pg thing like yeah. heavily so, so take that if you're gonna watch it with your kids which you absolutely can they just need to know that all the gore is fake and that's the point and that's why it's funny mm -hmm. and then you're good to go there's a fun movie to watch with a family yeah the history of the toxic avenger slash everything dealing with mm -hmm. toxie and the, the the studio you can see that's where Oh, it was a huge influence on this, making everything practically, doing it kind of as low budget mm -hmm. as you can. Mm -hmm. um, probably overdubbing the annoying child actress's voice. Yep. <laughs> Fucking hell, I hate that child so much. <laughs> and that's why she was perfect. Yeah, that's she, why she, she was great. She is so good at making me want to kill a child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is uh, everything. Oh, no, you, it's, no it's fine. Yeah. We'll go ahead and go on. That is everything that we've got for the prelude this week. We're going to take a small break. When we come back, we'll be going into our main news segment in the Weekly Raid. Weekly Raid. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the Weekly Raid, our news roundup for the week. First up, in the world of horror and education, George Romero's long-lost PSA called Amusement Park has been found and will be releasing on Shudder. The short film, here's the history, You're gonna, this is going to blow I like your mind. I think we just keep like, just pimping Shutter out. I did. Yeah. Look, well, sponsor I mean, us. Yeah. Sponsor us. Seriously, like, this is not a paid <laughs> advertisement. Just give us free accounts. Really. Right. Yeah. So here's the history of this PSA that he did. The short film was originally commissioned by the Lutheran Society to raise awareness about elder abuse uh, and ageism. It uses psychological horror to tell its story of society's indifference toward the elder elderly. Apparently, it was so disturbing that the Lutheran Church had it shelved, and it was considered lost for about five decades. Well, that's did about it, right. Did it, all right, so like this is the Lutheran Church. Did it show an ankle, and that's why did they 
did get banned because like there's like oh my god apparently it was just so disturbing like in the I mean, way that they disturbing did, could be like showing an ankle. I, I mean it could be absolutely be like i'm just i'm just saying like, depends on the time and the place early you know lutherans aren't mormons or just angry catholics <laughs> with half the guilt but, but think uh, about that the lutheran church approached george romero and said hey will you do a psa about like elderly abuse and we ageism saw the zombie movie please tell a story and, about this how in the fuck did that meeting and happen? they they yeah. gave him money and he made it and they went huh we're just gonna put that back here Yep. So you <laughs> made much. a product that we now own. We are going to let make sure no one sees that. Um, HBO almost did that because they put uh, Dar- like Dario Argento's um, Masters of Horror episode oh, yeah. was not released whenever they showed it because they're like, yeah, this is too much that we're not going to put this on television. We're yeah. Broadcast things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But what a weird piece of horror history that we've finally gotten back, and now yeah. like we can just go on Shutter and watch it. Like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think it releases next week, like sometime oh, around like sweet. the eighth really or something. I'm looking forward to like seeing that. a very old short film about elder abuse. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It's <laughs> not a sentence I was expecting to say <laughs> to ever pretty much <laughs> ever in my life. <laughs> right. Oh, let's see here. Oh, since we started on the show, uh, we've been following the progress of Why the Last Man as far as a comic book adaptation. Yeah. And we now know that Monday, September 13th on Hulu will be the two episode premiere. It is finally happening. This y'all. coming Monday? Uh, no, no, no. The, it, on sep- September 13th. September 13th. Which you know, Why the Jesus. Last Man yeah. has wrapped filming and in the eight years that we have been doing this show and have been talking about the adaptation of this trade paperback into a television format. I've still never finished reading it the entire happening. time. Oh, I read it. I read I've it. never finished reading Why the Last I can't so believe good. I read a comic book that you didn't. That's <laughs> crazy. I've read it. I've read most <laughs> oh, of it. Very... I just never finished it. I checked it. I finished it in one sitting. Somebody had the omnibus and I was just like, this oh, isn't okay. even that long. And yeah, premise for it, if you're unfamiliar, it is about a uh, the apocalypse happens. Uh, the, apocalypse, the apocalypse is literally all the men suddenly drop dead. Yeah. And it's just women and this one dude. And, and a this, monkey. And, a monkey. And, and, and his monkey. Yep. <laughs> and, and he's just wandering around with his monkey going like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a brilliantly written book. Definitely uh, pick up the trades mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, just before the show comes out. But, yeah, we're finally hitting it. This is I'm, I'm just, losing my mind. I don't think it's really happening. Like <laughs> September will never happen. Like, <laughs> it's a long time from now. Billy Joe's going to be asleep because <laughs> September will never end. It just will never get to these episodes because much, much like Dune, something in life will make it not happen. Because <laughs> I'm still excited about Dune. Don't worry, Dune. Dune will be here before long. Mm, hopefully. So. We'll, have another, mm, we'll have another fucking pandemic between now and then. Yeah. Fucking, uh, what's his name? Um... The guy who directed, uh, and I just lost his name, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright just recently tweeted. He's like, I saw a movie just that, just a few days ago that everyone's been wanting to see and would have been movie of the year this year and probably last year. Can't wait for you guys to see it. And everyone's like, did you see Dune? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dick. It's all her. Uh, I don't even care what you're talking about anymore. So good news with the bad news. If you love the Netflix Mark Miller superhero show, Jupiter's Legacy, I do have some bad news for you. Uh, it's been about a month since its release, and the show has been canceled. I liked that yeah, show. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It uh, was... Mm-hmm. 
it wasn't poetry. Yeah, it, wasn't it wasn't the boys. Best show. Yeah. It, it wasn't Umbrella Academy. It wasn't invincible. But adding it wasn't invincible. Uh, certainly was not invincible. Um, but adding it to that library was good for me. It's not mm-hmm. like we have too much of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like w- the only other one I can think of is like Lock and Key for like really alternative, not DC and Marvel stuff. Yeah. If Invincible hadn't been animated, it would have looked exactly the fucking same. Yeah. It would have been the same, co- like nearly the same costuming, same mm-hmm. kind of set design stuff. Which like, might be a indication that it was really smart to animate the show. Yeah, like, Invincible was one of the things when you look at that, you go like, this makes so much better sense as a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I think Jupiter's Legacy, maybe, because we are getting more of a comic book a continuation right. of the story. Mm-hmm. Mark Miller came out and said, like, hey, yeah, he said, he says that getting, he's, 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 he's going to keep doing more in that universe. He said mm-hmm. there may be another Netflix show that's set in that universe, but neat. this one just got canceled. So yeah. it just yeah. stays where it is. Uh, I guess, right? Mm. That quick really turnaround, yeah. though. Yeah, it ended literally in a cliffhanger, and it has only been out for, like, a month. A month. A I month. figured that's that it would at least get into the two-season treatment because they they bought his entire production or his entire mm. idea catalog company thing yeah. to make whatever the fuck they wanted yeah. i figured this is their first outing into his world maybe and they said two weird. seasons i guess they canceled it <laughs> and really they paid, fast, they paid a lot they, of money for his world too i mean yeah. we watched it but maybe their target audience just didn't that's what i was thinking like, i watched three watched it so I, they canceled it after the, a month i watched three or four episodes and then just forgot to keep watching it mm-hmm. so netflix if, is getting really if bad I'm reminding any, you if, watching if i'm any, we're releasing any so much stuff yeah netflix is releasing on this constant if you don't watch it the first weekend it's out you're behind mm. they're releasing literally so much content on such a weekly on a weekly basis that if you do not watch that entire series of the thing that you wanted to watch that weekend it came out mm-hmm. cool because next week's in the new season of another show that yep. you wanted to see that now you're excited about that's about completely something else yeah mm-hmm. have fun trying to fit every single one of these it turns into you don't watch one show over a period of weeks anymore you watch one show once and that's what you did that day yeah mm-hmm. We have to literally. <laughs> that is where we are. You binge one show, and that's all. You know, you can honestly, do to, to that point, I'm, this is why I'm glad the hand, Handmaid's Tale is weekly. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think oh, I can. I, could, I, I couldn't no, binge that. Never. Thank you, Hulu, for making that fucking weekly. You know, I really do yeah. appreciate some of these series that they give a. They allow the ratings to come in from on a more weekly basis mm-hmm. to see people come in and pull in, because whenever you just drop it and you're like, binge it or not, because like seriously, the next week after Jupiter's Legacy. There was another show on Netflix that I uh, had. Castlevania was the next week. Yeah, Castle- yeah Castlevania was, came out next week, and I think of, with another season, another show that I wanted to watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Castlevania released simultaneously with another one. I was like, cool, thanks. I get that yeah. they need to keep us yeah. in their. The, the, the other show came out the week before. It was like Bone and something. Yeah, Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone, which was a brilliant yeah. show. Yeah, I, I started that one, and then Jupiter's Legacy came out, and now I've forgotten to watch Bone. And no, Shadow. I told you Castlevania was on. You said, yeah. oh, oh, that's right, and then I binged it, and then I watched it again. Yeah, no, Shadow and Bone is. Fucking awesome! By the way, they're gonna put way more into that because they bought the books. Okay, right? okay. so they're it's already right set to like you know more of a series thing. Mm-hmm. They want it to be their um, Game of Thrones, but it's it's, it's nothing is wanted, anybody's Game of Thrones. Well, they, it's just like, that's what I, all the thing I've ever read of people call it like they want it to be their game. I was like, no, they're making a teen magic drama. Yeah. That's, that's what game. they want it to be, yeah. and it's actually a really good one. Yeah. yeah, because someone in an office somewhere said, so Game of Thrones, but for teenagers, because teenagers spend more. And it's like, that's not, well, it's you not know a what? Thing, but... You try, you go for it. Fucking go for it. I don't it's know. It's the best 
It's, but yeah. they, they, they all need to realize that nothing is anybody's Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is not HBO's Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Because it, 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 they fucking murdered it into the ground. There is no Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> all right. Uh, this week, Sony Pictures uh, opened up about their Spider-Man universe, mm-hmm. uh, which, of course, includes the Venom movies and the upcoming uh, Morbius movie. Yes. Uh, according to the studio heads, there is a, quote, plan in place to include Spider-Man in their movies, uh, but they said we need to get through Spider-Man No Way Home before the details about that can be revealed. That's fair. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely that, that. That is the Disney has a we locked in deal and the plot line of this will affect future plot lines of what we can tell and where the future of this character is going to be going. Right. Because that's phase later yeah. stuff for Spider-Man being back in. Right? right. It should be really interesting how that goes, given the like news that we have about the next Spider-Man movie and like all the different cast members like replaying like old roles and things like that i think if sony wants to put spider-man in their movies what they have every right to do and not piss off disney which god please don't Mm. um they might need a different actor to play spider-man to get him to do things he can't do in marvel movies Mm. and this seems like a good way to move around that i don't know it it seems like a good idea because i didn't know how they were ever going to get tom holland spider-man into uh, you know what's his name's Venom movie, and have that be anything but Tom Holland crying in a corner while everyone gets <laughs> <Right>. decapitated. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy's. Yeah, yeah, Tom, yeah and then to Tom Hardy. I was trying. Venom. I thought Ed Hardy. I was like, that is super not. That right. is yeah. definitely not correct. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd like to see those two actors on stage together. It, though it, that would be cool. It yeah. would be very fascinating to see what they're going to do with it. Um, it makes sense that Marvel's got the Marvel plan and what they're going to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be more curious to see if there would any be any bleed over in the reverse direction. Um, Having like uh, Spider-Man villains and or characters showing up in the larger Marvel universe, right? Right. I would. I mean, I would love that. There would be love to see some Venom in. If anything, just put the fucking buildings in there. New York has the Fantastic Four tower. Okay, so the the buildings were supposed to be there, though. That's what I'm saying. Is like get to the point where we can have the fucking uh, Doc Ock's fuck, not Doc Ock's. like Oscorp? Uh, the Oscorp building. Oh, Oscorp yeah. building. So we can have it. We're just like, yeah, the building just says Oscorp. Yeah, I believe Oscorp was supposed to be represented in one of the movies. But if, if the I, last if, second they took it out. Uh, it just right? was, it was too short. It was too short of a time when they yeah. finally got the contracts in place yeah. to do it. It was like, we don't have enough time to put it in there. Yeah. It was like, like, sorry, we, we just really can't, do can't it. take these five frames of this building and like put Oscorp across it in CG because yeah. that would take two weeks. You're right. Yeah. And when the contract, and there's like, when the movie's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. They literally were like, it was too. Yeah, yeah, it was too short of a matter of time. I remember like, fuck, we talked about that so long ago. Yeah. Because I've been wanting just the buildings to just show up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one thing that I get cinematic. Like, every director and cinematographer can make the things look the way they want. But there needs to be a cohesive universe between all the movies. And they've been doing that with the Marvel movies very well, Mm -hmm. keeping New York is New York. But the Avengers Tower is in all of them. Yeah. If you're going to be there, you're going to see that. And I want to get that point where you can notice that I think at this point exist within I mean all of them nobody's using the old places. Avengers Tower anymore so like they just make that the new Oscorp building make that the new yeah. theme of the movies oh. every phase like a new billionaire buys that fucking building well, that'd <laughs> be kind of problematic because that building still would have an arc reactor inside of it I mean it's def- I mean they moved out as far as we can tell they moved out but like as far as we can tell an arc reactor whole... runs New York now and that was That's like true. Avengers 1 <laughs> I don't think arc reactor technology arc reactor is a big secret anymore I've been going back through the movies and I was like alright well he set the building up in the first Avengers to run on its own arc reactor, which is why he was able to open the gateway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, 
because the plan was to make the whole city run through there but then like oh but we moved over here but that's because we didn't want to film inside of New York City because it costs a lot of fucking money yeah and the sets are really expensive and <laughs> breaking way... anything is very expensive Toronto only looks like New York for so long yeah. <laughs> alright uh, let's keep down the movie train uh, if you were a fan of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood mm-hmm. and yes. and you love to read yes yes you do you love to read? Excellent. Then this is the week for you because Tarantino has a once upon a time in Hollywood novel in the works. And it is not just a book based on the movie. Um, it will dig more into the backstory of uh, Cliff uh, Booth, who is, okay. who is Brad Pitt's character. Yeah. Um, the novel is actually going to be released on June 29th and it will have a ton of extra secrets, backstory stuff that couldn't be included in the film. Basically he's spending time just writing all this intricate backstory well, he stuff. He just the like, book that he like, writes before the movie. This he sounds, does this for everything. This sounds <laughs> like a very them. Tarantino thing. He literally realized at one point that he can't fit everything he wrote for Brad Pitt's character, which is awesome in the movie, by the way. He can't put it all in the movie because it's already two and a half hours long and people are getting kind of sick of that shit. Because uh, the movie he released before that was four hours long. <laughs> right. So, like, everyone was like, was Yo. cut in two movies because yeah. he and Thurman wrote too much together. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he definitely <laughs> he a problem wrote, too much. He definitely, like, decided the character was Brad Pitt and at that point was like, oh, and then he, like, did he kill his wife? Nobody knows. And, like, everything like that. And he's just this actor's stunt double slash handyman. Mm. And he's just such a great character. And I love that there's more of him and I do want to read It just that. shows that mm. Quentin's uh, it's the world building and backstory that mm-hmm. we like from to, to find out more about. Yeah. Whenever we got to see Tolkien's pages of his behind the scenes, like uh, works writing, the Lord, yeah, shit, writing yeah. the Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. working on the languages and stuff. We go like, oh, we get to see behind the ideas. Mm-hmm. Getting this from Quentin Tarantino finally kind of makes sense. You've known whenever he's writing these characters, they have a massively more in-depth characters mm-hmm. because every writer makes their characters way more in depth than what's on the page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, if you get into writing, there's these like uh, really cool script writing things that are world building and they let you go from like character creation to the entire world and universe. And it's, it's really fun, but that's the kind of level you get when you're writing these t- types of scripts and you're telling these types of stories. Quentin Tarantino is a type of writer who writes and develops a lot. And we've, he know, does build you can worlds see that it. within his yeah. worlds. It's why his movies are so well done because he's developed them and sat down. And those characters are so perfectly portrayed on film. He gets what he wants because he's sat down and thought about it for a really long. He time knows exactly what he out. wants when he walks into that room with those people, with those yes. actors. Oh yeah. And now we're finally getting him releasing a novelization of this. It's like kidding. It's the, like one chance we got to see him do the re-edit of Kill Bill where he oh. re-edited the entire thing into one movie into one and has movie. never released it and only got to fucking, like show it like 10 times. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Probably Still at Rodriguez's place. Well, yeah. Robert Rodriguez made those amazing pizza. Robert Rodriguez's pizza. I will yeah. not die until I have had one of Robert Rodriguez's pizzas. Damn right. Like, ugh, I will be immortal just until that day happens and that's what will finally end me is that pizza. All right, make me a pizza. Then you eat it. And you're like, <laughs> and just, thank you. I'm just going to go outside and die in your yard. Yes, please. <laughs> Jump in your pool real quick. Use me as a, use me as a prop in a movie later. Yep. It's fine. If you need a floating dead body, I'll be over here. Yep. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, the team behind the PS5 launch title, Astro's Playroom, was in pretty dire straits when it was announced that Japan's studio, the company they were working for, was starting to wind down mm. and closing their doors. Now, from the ashes like a phoenix, that team has formed a company called uh, Team Asobi, based out of Tokyo, and is very rapidly expanding. Cool. Um, 
basically, long story short, this team that made a demo for the PlayStation is got a huge studio, and I think this could mean really great things for play, the, the the them as PlayStation developers. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I mean, we need more PlayStation Five games, and they had everything they needed. They had you know a deep dive into how the controller works and how to make it work in gameplay scenarios assets like really really high fidelity assets really interesting gameplay and it was a pretty short demo but it like it ticked all the boxes it wasn't annoying it was a demo well done it was a demo that was put on the console first off we haven't had one of those in years yeah um but the game was meant to showcase every new feature of the console including every aspect of the controller Mm -hmm. not only for players to interact with it but it was made so they could bring this to other developers and say this is what you could do with our new technology and this controller because that controller's technology is insane y'all if you have not played a playstation 5 holy shit which team was this again the team that made astro's playroom remember the one with the little robot running around on the playstation the one thing i loved about that game and it's actually only in stuff that i've since got getting to play, I have learned is all the hidden Easter eggs. You talked a little bit oh, about yeah. them, but actually went online and watched more YouTube stuff. Like some of the hidden stuff that was in Astro's playroom. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Those people love Sony. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> and shit. And the Sony video those. game library. There is some crazy hidden shit in that game. Yeah. Like you can find like the really expertly rendered model of a PlayStation one, but then you can find like the four dock little controller they released for it one time mm. and the weird little PS2 camera. Sure. Sure. Mm. But also the, the little PS2 camera, uh, the, the little PS3 camera, like wands to do like not VR but motion controls, and then you can find the little plastic dealy that you like made it a gun. Like yeah, and it, so much of the gameplay there. is actually hi- the history of Sony's mm-hmm. best of titles. Yeah, right? you don't really realize you're doing like platforming stuff and you're like no i'm totally doing the, the platforming from this game i'm yep. doing i'm doing this from this game and you're like oh that's because they 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 can't actually straight up just say yeah we, we did that but we're trying to remind you of all of those old sony games that you played mm-hmm. but now in this new thing that vibrates better mm-hmm. yeah because honestly that's the best thing about the controller it vibrates better i mean the rain <laughs> effects when we were playing Returnal. oh dude you're yeah. holding a controller and you're feeling the rain in your hand just through subtle yeah, vibration as if it was raining on the controller in your hands yeah. like it, it feels really interesting so I mean, so this haptics are getting so much better yeah. this team like getting the capital and everything to just become to break away from this studio that was closing its doors and now become uh as far as we know a, probably a sony first party yeah, developer they, well, good like, for with, them. with how well they, they know sony's property at least for like kind of a controller level mm-hmm. and if those team managers have good relationship with sony i'm really excited to see what kind of weird ass thing that they're gonna make yeah because a good project Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like this since this is a new studio throw money at them and say yeah. just do a thing yeah, yeah. Do it, let it be one of those Sony cool. first exclusives um, or something I mean I yeah. would prefer if it comes out on everything yeah. I also would prefer Sony release well, like an SDK for their controller mm-hmm. so people can actually put it on Windows correctly <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit of that in just a second actually because we have a couple bits of Sony news to kind of go into cool. um, the, another piece of Sony news is that the sequel to the uh, God of uh, to God of War called, yeah. called Ragnarok mm-hmm. was supposed to hit shelves this year yes uh, but sadly it was announced that it was delayed to 2022 uh, but it will also launch for both the PS4 and the PS5 originally it was just a PS5 title mm-hmm. um, the head of PlayStation said quote with these things something has got to give it cannot be the quality of our titles and it surely will not be the health or well-being of our amazing team mm. love that I mean yeah. I don't know how much they mean it but I love to hear it 
Hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely delay the game. Um, if it was already designed for the PS5 and they're making it work on PS4, that's good. I a thousand percent understand why they're going to release the game and like, like 10,000 people have a PlayStation 5. All the other PlayStation 5s are in like four guys' closets. Yeah. So, like, there's no. Mining Ethereum. Yeah. So, so, like, if they release this amazing AAA blockbuster, all the effort game into just the PlayStation 5 and no one has one, they just. They did just fuck themselves. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I get all of this. I'm not mad about any of it. Um, I say I'm make worried them... about the experience for the PS4 players because if oh, it was specifically designed as a PS5 game, mm-hmm. and they're like, "No, you gotta like de-res this shit." Mm-hmm. I get that we're not in the the yeah. highlight of the PS5's life cycle. I don't, I don't know. Like, if, to be fair, they can overpower. They a game. made the first God of War on the PlayStation 4, and it's the same engine. Okay, so, so in that case, it makes more sense. It's not. I mean, it's obviously going to be a lot of work, but hopefully it's not like the end of the world and they don't have to reinvent a lot of wheels Mm. getting it to run on it. I mean, it's going to sound like a room full of fans trying to leave the planet, but, (laughs) you know, they'll probably get it to run. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly how my PlayStation will sound if that happens. Yeah, that's how mine sounded through God of War, the first one, through Ghost of Tsushima, through... um, I mean, uh, uh, Last of Us 2, yeah. whole time. Last of Us 2, it sounded like my PlayStation yeah. was going to take off. I would off. say that's yeah. like console, like peasant problems, but I used, to, I had my last power supply was this <laughs> god-awful thing that when you turned a game on, was like, oh, you want power? Yeah. Let me s- sing you the song of my people. <laughs> <laughs> also, that same PlayStation Studios boss uh, opened up about PlayStation games on PC, saying that Sony is now more committed to getting their first-party titles on PC, uh, but for but for right now, you will not be seeing them day and date with the console versions. Yeah, and I think we are a long, long way and a few lessons away from that for Sony. Um, hopefully, it happens sooner than I think. But yeah, I would love for them to release their games at the same time on PC and console. Xbox is doing it. Well, Microsoft is doing it, <laughs> right. and it's very nice of them, and I enjoy that. To be fair, whenever they do that, I immediately buy the PC version. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know how much Sony actually does. Want as soon that, as I get a I new video card, I know the first game I'm playing, and that's Death Stranding. Yep. Like as soon as I get a new video card, Death oh, Stranding God, loads up, think about and I'm like, new video. that's gonna be yeah, so getting a good. Video card is like such like a oh, foreign yeah. idea. It is. Yeah, it's 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 a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. <laughs> it's a pipe dream. The like, there's this huge pile of games now that I want to play. Like you will get to replay Death Stranding, but I want to experience it. At, just the best I, the way possible. I've, I've been honestly. waiting on playing fucking Resident Evil Village until I can get a fucking PS5. Yeah. And that's going to take a while. Yeah. I have actually a, yeah. a... I have a larger catalog mm. of PlayStation games that I want to play on PlayStation 5. I actually want to play God of War, but yep. I want to play it on PS5. You definitely play God of War. Right. You like, should definitely I, play Ghosts. Right. You know, you All of those things I want to play. Like my My actual... Mental backlog for PlayStation games is much bigger than PC because yep. I just want a PlayStation Five. I want to sit on my couch and, what, yep. and I want to play. I don't want to bring up with the, the there's these games you want to play on PlayStation Five, mm-hmm. but because of life and a lot of factors that aren't just COVID, we cannot get PlayStation Fives right now. Right. And if we're trying to get God of War, a new God of War using the older engine mm. uh, from the PS4 from the PS5 back down to the PS4, they are still using the same engine. I I, I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad that they are. That does make the most sense. Yeah. Getting this game into the most people's hands is what they want to do. I oh, don't yeah. want a... Yeah, I get it. I, even though I disagree that God of War went to fucking... Even, you should have just made a different character. 
I would have been happier. <laughs> happier. Yeah, so Tony, Tony, Tony's an old school God of War fan. Yeah, I, hate, I hated God the original of games, God of War games. I played the God of War games that made you smash your head against the wall because it was so goddamn fucking hard. Tony's like, if there isn't a Medusa, Tony's like, if there isn't a Medusa with 18 breasts, I, that is not God no, of War to me. It's not that at all. It is literally God of War was such a complicated ass fucking game to play if you wanted to get your maneuvers pulled off perfectly. It's true. It was a little more double It was more of a spectacle fighter. And this one was... While it stayed, tried very hard to stay true to some of those roots in its third-person perspective, it was not as much of a fighter as the originals were. Yeah, not even close. And that's something honest. that I wanted more of. And also, I feel that the character of Kratos was fucking well bookended mm-hmm. at, in the last game. Yeah, I played it. It was very fun. You kill Zeus. You punch him to death. If you keep punching him, you can literally do it forever until you yeah. stop punching. It will never stop. <laughs> it will never stop. You just keep pressing X. It just keeps making the same. Actually, at some point, this it, screen turns completely red. It just makes the sound. It goes <laughs> over and over again. But the story ended. You literally killed all of the fucking gods at that point, And you... I think die or just give up. Like you are just, just go no, away. You, you literally commit suicide. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's the way that spoilers for like a 20 year old game or something. I mean, there's but been yeah. a new one since then. Yeah. There's been die. a new one since then. We found out what happened to Kratos because there was a little bit of a cliffhanger. Literally there was a cliff and he was no longer near it. So like he <laughs> fell off the cliff. Yeah. But anyway, so bad puns. Yeah. Bad puns. But um, yeah, no, I love God of War. E- even the new one. I, I, I like the new one no, very much. The, the Not because it was, Yes, is it great? Not because of the great fighting for the new one, but just because it was an absolute. It was a redefinition of the way video games could be in the way that Resident Evil 4 was, even though it took the Resident Evil formula. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about third person or even third person like hand to hand combat, which actually was. You were were happy with it becoming the last of God of War. Yes, exactly. Because we got a really interesting story. We got to actually connect with Kratos instead of him just being a rage monster. Mm. We got to see a vulnerable person, a, a a person who likes telling stories to his kid, even though he's really bad at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the combat, while good, never did reach like the God of War three area. Mm, sure. So I hope they do a lot with that for yeah, the next. They're, they're so different games, which is why I didn't want Kratos to be the same character. I'm like right. you, they're vastly different games at this yeah. point. The only like, reason you, 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 they kept the name God of War, I felt, was like because they just wanted to have that I, name tie-in. I feel like they kept him because most of the game, most of my enjoyment of the game, I think most of most people's, was the story. And the game becomes infinitely more interesting if it is Kratos than if it isn't. Yeah, that's true. Instead of having like a similar, a, a person well, why a does, similar. Yeah, like why does why do we care if this? From what I understand, and, 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 and I don't. I was, I was wondering, hoping to do like a new God from of what War, I understand, but under, not a dude from ancient Greece moving to right, fucking like Norway. Right. So from what I understand, and and somebody will have to quote me on this, but Kratos was not actually in the original design document for the new God of War. Correct. That was something that was a later edition as they were going through the story process and said, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So take that for what it is. We have the rights to. Mm-hmm. I mean. The, yeah, they, they did. Honestly, if you're giving me, if I came up with this, if you started going through like basically Norse mythology and you're coming with that type of game, mm-hmm. and the one on my other side was there's like, like the hidden weapon that takes like, took them like months and months to figure out how to fucking unlock was so cool. I love that that, that was hidden yeah. within the game because mm-hmm. you didn't have that in the other ones. Yeah, that was nice. The. I totally sidetracked myself and <laughs> lost my tangent. That's all right. Yeah. You get more it, it, but either way, yeah, we have one more thing to talk about just real fast before we get to our really fun stuff in the E3 predictions. I'm super excited about this. Uh, but 
Donny Cates' run on Venom has come to an end with issue 200, but this week Marvel has announced that this November, Donny Cates will be taking Donny Cates will be taking over Hulk. Um, like the Hulk, like the big the Hulk, green guy. The big green guy. Yeah. Donny Cates is moving off of Venom to write Hulk, and the team from Hulk is moving over to write Venom. I'm actually, I love this. That's actually, it's really cool. I mean, minus it's the Flopsies. Joss Whedon yeah. movie. It was what happened with um, with Buffy the Vampire Slayer and... Angel. Um, no, not Angel. Um, the uh, X-Men comic. Uh, the uh, team from X-Men went to go oh. write for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then he went to go write X-Men. He went to go write the um, really good run of X-Men. Yeah, it was, yeah, I mean... He might be a horrible piece of shit, but he's still good. It's the Joss Whedon, not Joss, Donny Cates. Joss yeah, no, 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 no. Donny Cates is not. Donny Cates, I know. a wonderful writer. It's not a piece of shit. Yeah. As far as we know. Uh, <laughs> True. I'm um, sorry to be semantics asshole. Yeah, stop being semantics. Right, Donny. Right. Yeah, I keep right. donating to charity like you do every week. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, honestly, this for me, obviously, if you listen to the show, you know I'm a big Cates fan. Um, but Cates is doing something that I never thought I would ever do and that's want to read a hulk story you need to read the last little bit of hulk i read a like, couple of the issues and the body horror stuff that they've been playing with recently mm. has been really fucking cool yeah like so, no there's some really like th- pictures like from it. the most re- recent yeah, from, runs? Like, the, most, the ones that's oh going if right they're now. the ones that are going over to venom then this could be interesting yeah, which was what i wanted to get to my other point which is the i want to see what they're gonna do with venom because they're doing some really fucking crazy body horror stuff and with that and right. you could do the same kind of thing with Venom. I mean, it's, yeah, I've yeah. literally never read a Hulk for now that I know that there's a Donny Cage one and that it's pretty much, excuse me, and that it's pretty much done. Um, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Super in. So yeah, it's, it comes out, it comes out in November. Is it going to be the first issue of the uh, Donny Cates Hulk run? Mm-hmm. And I think around that time is actually when the new Venom series is going to start as well. Yeah. So, so that's everybody. Two teams that should yeah. definitely. I'm really glad are like switching places. Yeah. I like. I know that they have. They're all just friends. Retreat, they're they're the like, idea, hey, do you want to switch after we do this? Yeah. Because you know they're like, what are you doing for years? I'm going to do weird body horror with Hulk. Cool. I'm gonna go. But I mean, make, like, Kate's, yeah, yeah, Kate's just Kate's, right. Kate's <laughs> just wrote one of the largest Marvel cro- crossovers to happen yep. in years with the King in Black. Mm-hmm. This entirely new bad guy that Kate's came up with came down to Earth and like was the god of the symbiotes, and everybody in Marvel had to come fight this thing. And you, I mean, sitting around the Marvel retreat where they they sit around they cook, cook up ideas with each other, like, who the fuck's gonna step up and go? So Kate's is done with Venom. Um, who's the next to do Venom after that thing that we just did? Like, see, I disagree. Yeah, like, I think it was them sitting around a campfire and be like, "So we want to do Hulk," and, and they're like, "We want to do Venom." You're like, and then we want to switch afterwards, <laughs> and then we want to go do. Like, I can see all the teams fucking with yeah. each other in these really fun, crazy plot lines because Marvel is having a lot of fun with their artists and writers. They the are. creative team has been. There's definitely a renaissance going on. Enjoying Marvel the living. Yeah. I, I really hope time. that they're all talking, and it really was something like, mm-hmm. uh, "Oh man, we're coming to the end of our run." He's like, "I could write some Hulk." He's like, "Oh man, I could I could write some Venom." He's like, "Well, will you give me some advice on writing Hulk while you're writing Venom?" He's like, "Yeah." It's like, uh, you lead I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Instead of instead of doing the do we all want job security for another three years? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, you do the you do your six issues or twelve or however many you're done, and then it's a new start over. It's the Peter Parker's Peter Parker who's working at the Daily Bugle at the fucking end of the day. Oh, for sure. No matter what. We haven't had that in comics in a very long time because we have the continuity has gone to such a point where you have these teams that do need to transfer information between each other because mm-hmm. if you want to have a con- good crossover event, 
because Marvel doesn't do crossover events where they exist entirely to themselves, where they continue to affect the universe. We'll mm. just put quotes on because they don't actually mm. really end affecting anything. They just elongate the storytelling process. Yeah. Mm-hmm having the teams talk to each other so they can prepare each other for what the next steps are it makes the most sense because you want to have those crossover crossover events exist within a story that doesn't feel like it's being shoehorned in because right. like all of a sudden this dude named Null showed up so like the Fantastic Four be like I'm flossing what the fuck do you want you don't want to be interrupted in the middle of your fucking daily routine to have a bad guy show up right and and having the teams work together, you get more cohesive worlds. You get this idea where the teams can b- jump from one to the mm-hmm. other seamlessly. And it's like it's like they're learning this. something from movies. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, wow, comics. Like, like if we good got, job. If, if I was flipping through a comic and I was just like Hulk, Hulk, that's interesting. Oh, he threw a guy really hard. Oh shit, the guy punched him back and threw him across the building. Next page. Read Richard's flossing. Now Someone threw a wall. Oh, fuck. I'm just fucking flossing and the Hulk just flew through my fucking window. This is my life. I guess I'm going to enter this fight now. What that would happen like if Richards got movie. hit while flossing, but he's still flossing and his, like, he just, his arms and the rest of him just kept going. Oh, yeah. He just like he elongates just keeps, and continues yeah, He's still flossing. just flossing. He's like, yep. Get better in there. Also, All can right. you just move your teeth apart? Yes, because your gums are elastic. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a very good question. All right, that's it for the weekly raid this week, but please stick around because on the other side, we're going to be getting in some crazy E3 predictions in the boss room. Wait, how do his bones work? Boss room. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the boss room, our main discussion for the show. Sometimes related to the news, sometimes not. Now, when it comes to the news proper, we try not to comment on rumor and speculation. This is because we believe that fact-based news can be just as fun, if not more fun, than internet rumors. Especially if you make up the facts. Stop that. (laughs) We are trying to get people on our side here. (laughs) There is one show a year where we do get to let loose, and that is our yearly E3 predictions episode. That's right. E3 is just over a week away, and we're here to give you our guesses as to what's going to be shown. Now, keep in mind, for the third year in a row, Sony will not be attending E3. And what we are going to be discussing here is the E3 schedule as of time of recording. They've even said this schedule is subject to change over the week, that, mm-hmm. that, that somebody can drop in at any second and say, we're going to do a panel, and they can do it. Cool. So I like they're actually going to have that flexibility to where they're like, Sony will eventually get their head out of their ass and realize everyone's playing along now. Maybe join us for this online conference. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's kind of seeming what everybody did. Everybody kind of want to do their own online presence mm-hmm. and want to do their own thing, mm-hmm. and then we. And Ether's really expensive. And, and yeah, really they, expensive. they didn't want to. They wanted to make it their own unique experience, or just not show up because it was so fucking much money. Well, they didn't have to spend a lot of money for a long time now, and they realized doing an online experience is probably the best to reach their largest customer base. Much like switching to the fucking weekend. Yeah. Imagine that, not having to be on a Tuesday afternoon to figure out the fuck. So I'll, I'll be to. at your house all weekend, Hector. I mean, that's <laughs> the idea. It's E3. Yeah. I mean, it's not a normal weekend. It's E3. But it's not a Tuesday afternoon anymore. Yeah. Right. Which is what I'm very like, excited about. Okay. So we like all Tuesday take off work. at 3 p.m. We got to be there for Xbox, even though it won't start till 5. Yep. And then at like 7 p.m. until probably 11.30 at night, we got Sony's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was It was really And then Devolver weird. did it at midnight. I didn't like how it was this the timing they had before this mm-hmm. new weekend idea no going purely digital is makes the most fucking sense no, I love it and the fact that like everybody's getting on board you'll I, I this is the way you get Sony Microsoft Nintendo 
Atari and everybody to show up at the same place and Sega and do the things because it's one online place. It's way easier for fans to go to Twitch than it is to go to fucking Las Vegas. Now, here is my wildest and probably wrongest E3 prediction. Mm -hmm. Wow, coming out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Hector, go. Because it's all going to be in one place and one platform, we will have fewer technical issues. Ha! You see? Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm All right. To the, the 30 minutes of silence during someone's presentation for yeah. no reason. No, I can't wait till I'm uh, the sweet summer child yet again. So on Saturday the 12th, we kick things off with the Ubisoft Forward. Uh, confirmed they're going to be doing some stuff for For Honor, Watch Dogs Legion, and The Crew 2. That's what's the confirmed what they're going to be doing. Was anyone asking for The Crew 2? I don't think so. People. All right. Is For Honored still a thing that's going on? I wish it was. I loved that game. It's a lot of fun. I, I think a few people are still playing it. Not enough to to make me go back and play it. Right. But that was a good game. Uh, so any any theories about what Ubisoft would be doing? Um, uh, I'm gonna uh, so I'm gonna say my first theory, and I think I'm gonna be right on this one is that they are not going to apologize for the sexual harassment in their workplace. They will absolutely not do that yeah. at all. Eve they will definitely not, do not that. get on stage and say, I'm sorry I covered up rape yep. in the company. Yep. They were definitely not I'm, going to I'm do that. I'm not going to do a happen. French accent for that, but like... I'll do it a French accent. I'm not going to try that, but I'm just watching movies was like, we here at Ubisoft are very bad at making games and apologies. <laughs> uh, if, I, if I had to throw a okay. real prediction out there, yeah. uh, I feel like we'll at least see an Assassin's Creed something, right? Well, there's. Yeah. I think there's still maybe some content coming to Valhalla, but Valhalla was not popular and right. had a lot of very glaring problems that Ubisoft likes to lean into. Mm. They love to lean into their glaring problems because those glaring problems that everyone has with the game are market manipulation. Mm. They are there to make you feel like a you got a good deal and b like you want to buy something right that's yeah. how they design assassin's creed games now mm. so unless they announce the next assassin's creed game i really don't care it'll probably be a trailer for see, one yeah i would love to see some uh, the weirdest some thing on our stuff the weirdest thing they could do is say that they're making an assassin's creed game that will have no microtransactions yeah if, no no like if they no, actually no, came yeah, out and did, did that, that that'll never happen literally ever because the weirdest thing they the could do was the say there here comes an assassin's creed game <laughs> lol set in feudal japan and you're a ninja <gasps> Oh, the wait. one thing everyone's been asking for since the second Assassin's Creed. And, and, and they're going to no, be like, never. And not even close. Not even a remote. They close. can't do that because Ghost of Tsushima has come out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just can't. So, so it'll just be worse Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> like, because they're not as good at Sucker Punch as creating open world games. And they've created would you like 15 to of them. And Sucker Punch has made like four. The thing is, like, would you like to take Japanese history and then add in a bunch of bullshit or just take Japanese history because <laughs> I mean they having watched the weird Netflix or not weird the Netflix uh, documentary oh, live action yeah. thing about like Japanese uh, the unification mm -hmm. slash civil war holy shit yeah Japanese I history just, is fucking I would cool. like I would just like maybe some more of that mm -hmm. yeah they're, really they're, they're not gonna do that <laughs> yeah no I'd uh, love to see more For Honor I'd Knife hands. I'm, I'm guessing we're probably going to see a little bit about Rainbow Six since it's actually a, po a popular. Um, oh, that's true. They they, they they do have that. Yeah. Um, I, I is hope... Ubisoft Splinter Cell? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a possibility? Is, uh, is that a franchise? Dude, Splinter Cell is always a possibility. Um, but 
Uh, I, they've kind of wandered out of that game space. The single player game. I just feel like I just feel like if I was Ubisoft and we, there's no longer Metal Gear games, be like maybe we should do a Metal Gear. But yeah, we have Splinter Cell. That's why I love Splinter Cell. So I hated Metal Gear because it didn't make sense. Whereas Splinter Cell had a lot of these elements where like. No, the, the guys that once grounded. The, yeah, yeah, it was grounded yes. in reality of the, no, you alert those dudes. They don't stop looking for you because you alerted them. Yeah. You had a gun. They're looking for you now. I remember. Whereas, <laughs> where it's more like, a, oh, he had a gun. I'm going to. What's this over here? Yeah, you, they look for you for thirty <laughs> seconds and they go back to their pattern. Right, yeah. right, right, game. right, right. But in the cell, if I didn't hide a body correctly at the beginning of the level, I could fail at the end of the level because I a patrol. Right, but when when Kojima made the original Metal Gear Solid, they would just hunt you down until they killed you. The AI was programmed to hunt you down and kill you if they found you. Yeah, yeah. and, no and then well, and then players said this is bad, so he changed it. Oh, dude, his playtesters need to get good. That's just telling me their fucking two, their thumbs are too fucking slow. <laughs> if I can play Splinter Cell and hide a body the fucking beginning of it and I can play Bloodborne if I can watch someone do a fucking run of Bloodborne flawless no hits full run they can fuck off and their game wasn't that hard I want to talk to you about run counters because the guy who played Bloodborne and not got hit has a run counter up here yeah. in the top corner and it's probably hovering somewhere about 1500 to 3000 uh, just in general, and he knew how to do it before the first yeah. run. He looked up and researched how to do that. Before that, he played the game like everyone else, dying a lot. Yeah, no, I get that, but at the same time, there's this we we hold this history, the regard of the video game history, mm -hmm. into this like it's oh my god, it's it's these great things with Atari and Sega and oh, these. They all these, used to be so yeah. Difficult it's this giant that. difficulty barrier that yeah. video games were that hard. Yeah. Go play Lion King. It is that hard yeah. because the game's that bad. <laughs> maybe his game, maybe the original game was that bad or the AI was just that smart or the players were that. I mean, because like in this point, we've got players and I know people would be sure. wanting and something again, Can we bring hard. this back to E3, guys? We okay, can, fine. yeah. Because we're never going to get you guys are, You guys are side-tangenting. Okay, like, I'm going to say Metal Gear's coming Right, the, the, the big video game difficulty <laughs> discussion is probably coming, it sounds like. So yeah, this we'll is a much see. bigger discussion to be had at some point. Uh, so let's, let's get away from Ubisoft. Uh, Saturday, Gearbox is going to be doing something. Um, okay. Uh, what is Gearbox? What's the last thing Gearbox Borderlands. Did. Borderlands. Um, okay, so like 17 more Borderlands games. You think so? So uh, yes, they're gonna fucking milk well, they, the they, they shit just out of that some with stuff a movie coming out. Three. Seriously, guys, because the movie's about to come out. Mm. Fucking Kate Blanchett as that Lilith. Lilith. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, they, they, they're gonna announce so much shit for Borderlands. Yeah. There's, there's gonna be they, a Borderlands they, Mobile is gonna be announced that fucking weekend. <laughs> there's gonna be fucking a Borderlands Mobile puzzle game that's gonna be announced. Um, uh, maybe a Diablo clone for your mobile. Um. It's already a Diablo clone. The game's a Diablo clone. <laughs> Look, so they just released the Borderlands 3 crossplay, so they'll be advertising that for right. sure. They might, like, surprise Season 2, here's more DLC for Borderlands 3. Sure, yeah. No one is even remotely ready to announce Borderlands 4. And I, I, I mean... No. Yeah, no, but we can so, add in cross-content and DLC. Oh, so but you're thinking with side stories? Yeah, they're gonna they're you gonna do because that's one thing I actually I mean, really I do love so. about. I think uh, somebody I think somebody the said there was a rumor quests. floating around that like Tiny Tina would get her own like expansion. Or I, I, side, any, anytime or side Tiny story. Tina gets an expansion, it is wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. get more of that. I'm not looking. I, okay. I know they're doing seasons, but I do want them to kind of do these ex bigger, mm -hmm. uh, larger expansions where we do get 
character one-offs because there mm. are so many unique characters within the Borderlands universe mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I'm expecting them to do is the same thing that they're doing with League of Legends and going like yeah so it's all going to be just a lot of little different games that are all about different characters so you can keep learning more about our world yeah. that's my that's prediction a cool concept because they, cool they're learning from what other companies are doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Devolver Digital will also be on the 12th saying uh, the big mm -hmm. quote that we have is the future begins again on June 12th. Got well, it. The love future's, that. future's future was last time. Right. right. So the future is about to begin again. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So was, I mean, the future's future so was the first one. If I the future. No, the, the, the first one was gaming's future. And then it yeah, was okay. the future's future. And then this last year was the future's future's future. Yeah. Right. So now the future begins again. Right. So going we're, we're back to the future in the whole thing. So this is going to be a back to the future episode. Well, this is going to so be, if we, oh my God, she's going to try and fuck her mom. Oh, that's a weird prediction. But, Have you watched Back to the Future? Because that's part of the plot. Right, but <laughs> I mean, Nina isn't Marty McFly. Anyway, but that's part of the plot of the movie. So here's <laughs> my very hopeful prediction for Devolver Digital. Mm -hmm. um, because they do such great work and finance such great games and get them off the ground when they wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Carrion and would have been me, lost. They the... give me things like Carrion and my friend Pedro and like everything else they've brought me throughout the years that I've absolutely loved. Um, I would love for Devolver Digital to be able to organize some of these studios and really push and make a double A game. Okay. I, I want like a $40, like uh, maybe 10 hour, like just interesting game that these people really wanted to make because that's okay. what Devolver does. They I love the Devolver for basically budget titles because yeah. they give me these these passion projects by a team of like three Ru people. Rumor Mill is saying... Projects. If they can get all of these, they can get a few of these to collaborate on a slightly bigger passion mm -hmm. project and instead of a $1 million game, these three studios make a $10 million game. Mm -hmm. I mean... If if they can come out with something good with a Devolver name on it that is at that scale that a bunch of people like clamp onto and release it on all the platforms like they always do, yeah. that's just money in the bank. Now they are with, saying with that Hotline Miami three might be yeah. in, the, in the cards. Super into I mean, that. that. I mean, I, my I, my I prediction was Carrion sequel. I, I'd love a Carrion sequel. I don't think we're gonna get Carrion sequel. The this game soon? came out. Re the game yeah, came, came out during quarantine. Though. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah, mm -hmm. it came out. I, I played it. Like in the last, yeah, like feels, this last year. Live, feels like so last long March. ago. It was like I remember the day it came out because okay. it was very fun to play on a like on PC. Yeah, it's a fun game. Um, the they they actually just got a new band. Uh, was Australia just banned their most recent game? No, as sense. of like today. Mm. Um, for Devolver, um, didn't they release a uh, a get to come and experience our Devolver Digital Playground last year? I, yes, it, it was like a yes. The, the event was like a big arcade, and what it essentially was was a lot of demos for a bunch mm -hmm. of their games, and just be like, "Y'all fucking go to town, play these." Oh, games. they might do that again. I'm, I'm expecting something similar to mm -hmm. that because they've been playing up their own little uh, sideshow tent for e, at E3 yeah. for a little while, now. and that's kind of what I kind of have to call it at this point because it, it is where the the weird freaky games. But yeah. they're popular enough to where like the normies let them see. And they're mm -hmm. not the really weird freaky games. Right. Those are you got to go on the, the well. Deep you don't web get any <laughs> really freaky games at E3. You don't get anything like Post Void or you know. No, the hentai games aren't showing up there really. Is yeah, what we're hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, if you're a hentai game at E3, you got some money in the bank. That is true. All right, so let's jump from Saturday to Sunday. So on Sunday the 14th, we're gonna kick things off with the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Have mimosas ready for this. Oh yeah. So, Xbox Bethesda. What are your predictions? Well, Todd Howard's gonna come out and be annoying. 
That's yeah, not a prediction. That's just like a guarantee. No, I fucking the, goddamn tease he's yeah, gonna show up and be annoying. I will guarantee you, Todd <laughs> Howard is gonna come out on stage and say something wildly tone deaf and mm-hmm. hope to get applause. Yeah. And there won't be anyone there, so that's fine. So we're just gonna say some stupid bullshit. There'll be an awkward silence about before how Solaris. all of his games work. <laughs> there are rumors that I've heard already that we might see some Starfield. You're not Solaris, Starfield. That's what I was thinking. No. I am mashing X to doubt that that game is anywhere near ready to show. Okay. If they if this is scheduled for a 2022 show release, any of Starfield, it will all be pre-rendered. That's my prediction for that. Okay. Um, I was expecting at least some in-game footage from, from an early alpha. I'm barely See, expecting I was, any new I was thinking footage for like, like actual like in-game play. Forbidden West. Right. I was going like, to I was going to say that uh, I think that we would see in-game footage for Starfield, but then maybe a but shit, maybe a boring. teaser trailer for Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Not not anything more than 10 seconds. Yeah, no, I was actually just yeah. expecting to see some actual kind of gameplay from Starfield instead because we just had the spaceship Considering Before. all we've seen right now, we have not seen a spaceship. All we've seen or, is a yeah, the, logo yeah. and like sorry, a that's where my brain went. Literal <laughs> white sun representing a sun, a literally white dot a star. fading behind a black dot. That is what we've seen as and the word Starfield. That is all we've seen in Starfield. It was just a logo, an yeah. animated logo. Yep. So I'm looking at maybe we so get gameplay. <laughs> if we get gameplay, that would be amazing. I don't think we'll see gameplay of God of War Five though. I think the last year has been more detrimental to video game development than we think it has because no one even leading up to e3 has shown any gameplay for anything yeah anything except for horizon forbidden west and that was because they didn't and even even now we're hearing rumors that that's going to be delayed like god of war Mm -hmm. yeah and i totally and i totally believe it i really do i think it's probably going to be a lot of promises here if we're talking microsoft bethesda I don't imagine Bethesda have much to show that are Bethesda titles that we think about. Okay. Um, first party, you know, Fallout, uh, Starfield, eventually, uh, Elder Scrolls. I will probably be actually some interested of that. to see what they're going to do for Fallout seventy six because so that it's was kind of going to turn itself around a little bit. And so I was going to bring my, my prediction. Yeah, no, it's never going to destiny save itself. No, my, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I don't but, care if it saves itself. I, re- I want to see, is, just kind of want to see what they're doing with it. It is beneath my human dignity to ever give that game more of my time. Period. What's so kind of like on your my predictions <laughs> for Xbox <laughs> Bethesda are, um, I think we're going to get another fallout 76 expansion. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to probably see an ESO expansion. Mm-hmm. Right, they, yeah. they they pump those out about once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Halo Infinite that's going to be shown. Yeah, no, because oh, from the Microsoft right, side, we, like, I would getting... I, I would die to see some new Halo Infinite. Game oh, we're getting right PvP now. play. Well, I I will I will say right now we're getting PvP we're getting PvP play from this E3. So they're the game's not coming just out showing year. off gameplay and campaign. They're showing off like netcode. No, they're they're at least going to show off what a two teams going against each other in a local land match is going to feel like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to show us what the player versus player environment is going to be mm. because that is so much what Halo is. Oh, yeah, for sure. That we need to know what Infinite is on a besides that we're on the ring, mm. but that's story, plot line, season. I don't know. Are you just trying to but, make But destiny? that's what you sell. You can't, you, you, but like, the PvP mm. side of it is the um, MLG, the oh, uh, yeah, the esports, the stuff. esports side of it mm-hmm. is PvP, and that's what Halo is. Dress is is known for. They have the Halo leagues, the or the Spartan league, 
and it is still a fucking thing. It is still a huge thing. And everybody's now, knowing what are we going to do next. No, you're right. However, that is historically not a way they have ever sold Halo to people. Not at E3. It's always a big Master Chief does a thing mm-hmm. yeah. video and a little bit of uh, you know campaign gameplay where he's shooting grunts. Very, very rarely do we get a Halo-like big multiplayer showcase the way that we do out of something like Modern Warfare or Call of Duty. Mm. Or um, I think that this is the one time we're going to see a different change. Battlefield. It could be. It could be. I'm not sure they're, they're, they're sure that that's going to sell games because watching people... Like, like, if they organize... Like, they've done this before. Microsoft has done this before. Where they put, like... 10 people on a stage and have them play a 5v5. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that for Halo Infinite. That would be cool. Yeah. I, that's, that's kind of really all I want to see from that. Mm. If you're showing me off PvP in Halo Infinite and it's just... If, you know, they do like, hey, I'm this person, I'm this person, and we're all in these different locations and look how we're playing or whatever the fuck COVID relations of... You have to make a video showing how people play a game against soldier. You have to show off Halo's player versus player environment at this point, mm-hmm. along with explaining more of the story because the game's coming out this year. Yeah. As far as we know, three four three has been very upfront with their updates. Seriously, go read some of their blog posts. Because when come some- back to me in three hours when you're done, <laughs> they're really, really. <clears throat> All right. Really so, long. what other predictions we have other than Halo Infinite? Um, for Bethesda, Battletoads sequel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we could get a Battletoads sequel. Um, the, the first one was popular, I guess. Yeah, the first one was pretty popular. I know popular. it was on Game Pass. We'll see Forza. Yeah, we'll see. Well, yeah, is there not a current Forza that's still rolling? Or is there a new oh, Forza? Really I mean, the, there might be an expansion or something. Yeah. I'm really I mean, bad at keeping track of the Forzas because there's two Forzas. There's the yeah. Forzas numbered, and there's the Forzas mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the Forzas others, it's the every other one. Yeah. And we're going to be on Forza other stuff next, mm-hmm. I believe. And... The last one did amazing shit with fucking weather environments. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, so here's my thing for Microsoft. <laughs> like, I, what I want from Microsoft, what I would like to predict in the hopeful place, is for them to show me, even if it's not full gameplay, even if it's not any of that, show me some, uh, some cinematics or some news or something for all the studios they bought. Show me right. the game they, they, they bought like twelve online. For 2022, 2023, because I know for it's a been fact, like four years even though they, they don't have a presence at E3 at some point over the next weekend um, in that time, Sony is going to show me two games I've never seen before that I'm interested in. Mm. They never leave E3 without being like, oh, hey, you weren't expecting this fucking shit. Check this out. Mm. Like, that always gets me. And sometimes it's something really cool. And they did that when they announced a PS5 with at least two or three games. Mm. And I, I want I want the same from Microsoft. I want Microsoft to give me a reason to be like, oh, I wasn't fucking expecting well, this is what, that. That looks studios, like a good game. Something yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah, so there's a lot that they might be able to show and off. And a lot of those studios they, they bought already. had already pre. We knew these games were coming out, mm-hmm. much like but with Bethesda, we're like, yeah, we already knew Starfield mm-hmm. was coming out. And they're mm-hmm. like, is it going to be Xbox exclusive or whatever? Yeah. And we get into those discussions, but we. All of these companies they've been acquiring have had these pre-existing contracts and games. Mm. Everything that they've been developing since then has been this kind of internalized, keeping it within Microsoft. Mm-hmm. No one outside of Xbox knows what these new games are. So here's are. my low bar predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it would be a great place for them to announce Bloodstained 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for real. We, I think that'd we, be a good we spot. need Bloodstained 2. Bloodstained, 2. Um, Bloodstained was... Awesome. If if Microsoft threw money at it, and this is low bar prediction, mm-hmm. Kojima at least announces 
the next his next game at the Microsoft. If Sony panel. doesn't show up that. at all, then yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd love for them to snag a couple of those. Just too. Not, not even just that as a console exclusive. Just yeah, saying, just like, like a, hey, we're announcing if you want Bloodstained, you can play it on the fucking Xbox, and yeah. I bet you it does really well. And if they're smart, they might even like even if it's selling on other consoles, they'll throw it on Game Pass. Yeah, but like Ko- so Kojima, Ko- like so putting Kojima's logo up on the Xbox stage. Yeah, and if Sony didn't show up at all. Mm-hmm. Would be a giant fuck you to Sony. It would be, and Absolutely. if if Kojima would be on board with doing that, if they're if they're gonna fund his project, yeah, because Microsoft will do throw money at a fucking problem until the problem is solved. Yeah, because well, yeah, <laughs> within the guise of their their, yeah, their ideas, sure. you know, mm-hmm. but that kind of seems like what they might do. Yeah, honestly, if I I would predict a Kojima announcement. I would honestly think it might be on the PC announcement stage if okay. they just want to keep that. themselves very that'd be cool very neutral if they mm. want to keep if they want to be neutral and they know they're coming to PC next they're just going to do on the PC announcement stage with everybody else that does their hey give me five minutes to announce a thing because now they only make one game and that's it there has been one rumor on the back end of uh, Microsoft for the last year and that's a rumor floating around the internet that uh, Microsoft is going to buy out Sega um, I mean, an announcement E3 like that. Didn't Sega just reject a big buy offer? Not from Microsoft, but from somebody. But it could have been because they were already in another negotiation. It could have been. It and th- been. this rumor started when Microsoft took a 12-year-old MMORPG and said, <laughs> let's bring it to the U.S. and let's fully they translate so it. so much money on PSO. They spent a lot of money on that, have not gotten the return on it. That's true. They you basically would... paid for another game of PSO yeah. that mm-hmm. no one's that's about to come out. playing. There's another one that's about to come out. Oh, it's a, that, brand, sorry, I'm sorry. a that's, brand that's new game. I was wrong. I was thinking it already came out. They like, paid for a brand new game. It. <laughs> yeah, it comes out next week. Next week. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh. I know a lot of... Because the Destiny universe and the PSO universe... Mm-hmm have a lot of overlap for people mm-hmm. that like spending way too much time thinking about numbers. Oh, yep. speaking of <laughs> things that come out next week and more predictions. Um, so we do know that next week, the I think it's next week or very, very soon, they launch the um, uh, uh, extra content for Final Fantasy VII Remake on the PS5. Right. I'm thinking we're going to get some really serious Final Fantasy news coming out of E3 this year. Well, that brings us to yeah. our next topic because Saturday kicks off with the Square Enix Presents. Ah. At three, Since they are doing their own o'clock. panel. That means yeah. they can show off. A, I so don't know, a what lot we have really confirmed trailers that are boring as shit. What we have confirmed for Square Enix is it's going to be a forty-minute show. Um, there's going to be a new game from Idos Montreal, uh, an update on Platinum Games Babylon Fall, um, more a closer look at Life is Strange True Colors, um, and Life is Strange Remastered Collection, and some details on Black Panther War for Wakanda for the expansion for the Marvel's Avengers. Okay. Because, you know, they contractually have right. to keep funneling so, money into that right. sunken shit. So let's get into theories, because I have some. I made a list. Let's hear it. All right, so for me... Final Fantasy 16. Probably going to be... Well, that's already been confirmed. It's entirely possible we will see more about that. Uh, probably some crappy mobile game. There's a Just big... one, or... Give me a number. How many crappy mobile games are you thinking they're going to One do? to three. I was going to say four. Yeah, Within I'm, 40 I'm minutes, they're going to give me four mobile games oh. I will never want to play. You know what we're going to get that none of us would mention? Um, because it turned out to actually be a good seller, um, we're going to see some more Outriders. We're, yeah. We're going to see, see them really do well. like some extra content for Outriders. We're going to see them do like, hey, uh, we're sorry this game launched bad. Here's some free content. Hopefully yeah. here's some like 
balance patches and we're actually gonna you know sink a little bit more money into this because somehow we sold like three million copies even though it launched broken as fuck there's a giant rumor going around right now that there is a game called final fantasy origin that is based in the universe of the original final fantasy game and that it is a souls like and it is a sony exclusive that is a big rumor going on on the internet that is not confirmed but that is one that's yeah. happening i mean like i would li- i would be cool if it was true in that a Souls-like Final Fantasy game, yeah. not the Sony exclusive part of it, because mm-hmm. we can just yeah. universally agree that so- exclusives are bullshit. Please just put things on multiple platforms. Um, let's see from Square. We could also, it's about time for another Tomb Raider game. We could see that. Yes, it is we time for something like that. I'm going to tell you what my hopeful, my hopeful wish, low bar wish. I have a really high bar hopeful, but go ahead. You mine, go mine is the final game in the fucking Deus Ex trilogy. Oh, that would be nice. Just give me a logo. I don't need anything else. Just give me a logo mm-hmm. and tell me the final game in the trilogy is happening. Mm. And then I can fucking And then you happy. can just rest until but it I can shows rest up. until it shows up. <laughs> um, so my big one is they have been doing a lot lately um, with the Nier series. And um, a lot. Remakes. A lot. Um, we've been seeing uh, remakes, remasters, um, new versions released for Xbox Game Pass of... Uh, uh yeah, uh, of all of the games. So fucking just do it. There. Yeah. I was trying to get it where you would stop touching it. I'm never gonna stop touching it. It's in front of me. I'm gonna play with it. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about microphones. I was watching Hector move a microphone around. I'm like, stop touching yeah, it. I'm, I'm just gonna keep moving it. So um, we've been getting a lot of near stuff, and I'm not sure if Iwata-san even wants to make another near game. But I think they understand that they need to give this guy some money. I think what they, they realize just... they're, he's their Kojima and that people love him. They wouldn't have to do more than drop a title and or trailer. No, uh, yeah. And and all they have to say is like, 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 uh, like, uh, like this studio's game, this guy's game. And like maybe put like a near somewhere. It'll be like near, near, automata. near 12 more waifus is the yeah. title. And you're just like, oh, I'm sold yeah. on that. Even he's more lingerie. Like, uh, yeah, like, everybody wear, no, everybody just wears lingerie he's, in this yeah. one. Victoria's Secret mask, right? Existentialism. He has a moon mask. Yes, he yeah. always wears uh, the moon I, mask. I can't remember his name. It's called Moon Mask mm-hmm. because he does Because that's what he does. He, he's kind of a crazy person. Yeah, he's, he's very, he's very shy. Honestly, I'm outside of near. I think that developing him as a as a developer i get that that's his his baby mm-hmm. i kind of want to see what else he has out there yeah yeah because like okay dude's fucking nuts and having looked and watched a bunch of his <laughs> gameplay it's like i want to see what you what other crazy ass ideas are out there mm-hmm. outside of this universe like mm-hmm. what other stories do you have to tell like mm-hmm. it's the get rid of middle like stop telling metal metal Gear solid and tell me something new yeah mm-hmm. and then we and get the get stranding what do we get past near because near's really fucking cool um and i'm guessing it's batshit crazy i will say that totally. i think that they were going to see some more on final fantasy retrograde yeah um we may get some kind of dragon quest thing i don't know what um my big question was do we think we'd see anything on either the kingdom Hearts series or another remastered final fantasy game uh, no, I think they're maybe a remaster, but Final Fantasy's done. They're, I think I think they're that contract going to be up. remastering. Re, they're going to be remaking Final Fantasy VII for the next several several years. Hmm. Unless you're talking about like a remaster of like Final Fantasy IV for the Switch or something, right. could very much see something like that. But I would expect an announcement like that to come out on like a Nintendo type stage. Okay, you know? well we would definitely uh, they so remastered. They, they could um, announce it on Square. You they, know, they did a remaster of Square of um. Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. already, so mm-hmm. I wouldn't yeah, expect that. Yeah. And 
the way things are working with Disney and Marvel, the whole properties at this point, mm-hmm. they're very much pulling away from the other companies they've been working with. Mm-hmm. It really felt like they're like, okay, we're going to finish the Kingdom Hearts franchise because we have to. Yeah. And then we're not doing any more okay. of that. Because I think that's more of on the Disney side of it, not necessarily that they want to. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to keep playing more with the 15 Kingdom Hearts idea. And I'm looking forward to that. But again, don't lock me into having to buy a console to play your stupid fucking game. Okay. <laughs> so well, Monday, E3 bleeds into Monday. Mm-hmm. And Monday kicks off with uh, Capcom, actually. Okay. So we know Over. that they have, they're doing a... Would be nice. Uh, I still... Ace Attorney Collection. Oh, very cool. Um, they're doing uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. And Resident Evil 4 for the Oculus VR, I think, is a confirmed thing. Right on. Yeah. So that. let's break down what Capcom can do, because I think there's a lot of possibility for what Capcom can do. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about things like maybe a new Marvel versus Capcom game, because mm. the last one did not do well. No, it was See, not again, good. that's one of the things I'm worried about, because the way that Disney has been handling things... Mm because they also control the Marvel properties, are they going to start pulling away from having, even though it's historically a very popular franchise, from this? Because it's been one of those, like, it waxes and wanes. Well, one of the big problems that people have... (laughs) I hate to be be this person, but, like, one of the reasons people didn't like the newest Marvel versus Capcom game is that half of their favorite characters got taken out because they were owned by Fox. Yep. Yeah. And that's the... And so now... going to work now? You can now do a Marvel versus Capcom game that has all those characters back in. Yeah, I mean, if Disney is smart, it has figured out that it shouldn't just give its properties to EA, that it should probably let a lot of game companies... It feels like they're pulling away from EA, or not pulling away from, they're putting more into EA recently? No, no, they're definitely pulling away. EA has failed them over and over and over and over again. They put their own, Lucas, not Arts studio mm-hmm. this last year because they called it something else and we were like you already had one and it was perfectly named uh and why did you do that right so <laughs> they're, they're the, yeah. to that that's what i was trying to say uh, yeah. yeah so so disney is definitely branching out in the way that they see video games being made hopefully they're smart enough to see something that worked and can work and mm-hmm. just go like yeah fine Mm-hmm. I mean, go for it. Make it fucking, you know, like CG face of Robert Downey Jr. Just fucking go for it. Like, who cares? Just, you know, send us a royalty check. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to run through a couple of my things and tell mm-hmm. me whether or not you think it's it, possible. Mm-hmm. A new Street Fighter game. Oh, yeah, it's about time. Uh, no, just a turbo version of the last one. They haven't they, done they've that already, They've already done that. Like a okay, decade, well, maybe two. Well, have they done a... Turbo Plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's expansion packs these yeah, days. Yeah, ever since so. Street Fighter Four, they like, like five packs. and six have been just the core game. Okay, you like, all right. Fighter so Turbo Plus it, is my call. I'm it, calling it. It's gonna be called Street Fighter Turbo Plus. All right, good call. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a so it has been the longer since we had uh, Marvel versus Capcom or mm. Street Fighter. Which one do you think is more likely? Mm, I would hope Marvel versus Capcom because it's been much longer since we've seen one okay. and their fighting games I'm a lot more interested in so just personally I would hope that I would hope for that more mm. um, because there's a lot they can do with MVC um, I mean we need like a, an upgraded version of Dante right obviously already the community's hungry yeah you, you can put all the DMC5 characters in there and just make uh, just make the roster that much better mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot they could do with MVC so I, I hope you think that that's the one you think that's the call that. yes all right uh, speaking of make, do you think we'll see anything about Devil May Cry from Capcom uh, Devil May Cry 5 came out what 2019 2020 yeah I think we might be a little close 
Um, I would like to see, I, I mean, I can't wait to see more Devil May Cry, but I think we might be a little early on that one. Mm. I really, really, really want to see some kind of evolution of Mega Man. Okay. Mega I Man? don't. Honestly, no, weirdly, I'm just, and it's because if you're not a fan, I was that's never, fine. I was never really a fan of the Mega Man games mm-hmm. to begin with because mm-hmm. they didn't make sense. Okay, there was no logical, plot, there was no logical story or plot line. No, it, it was a Nintendo game. game. Yeah. It came out in 1989. It wasn't yeah. the, the plot was and not. Existent. I, I needed, uh, I needed at least a logical storyline. So Jam and Early's had a logical plot line. Like, yeah, you got to got two space aliens that crashed. You get keep going up levels. So Mega, Mega Man actually has a very rich story, but you never got into it. So was it written down in the? It booklet? was. It was. Cool. Says so, the guy who loves Destiny. So <laughs> I rented games, and if it's in the booklet, they kept that at the. Door. They actually had yeah, them in the cutscenes, and the, that game had cutscenes so, as well. well Mega I'm, talking Man about, like, I'm, I'm talking about the old fucking, right? just whatever the old ass Mega Man's played yeah, on the fucking right. NES Everything or they Genesis they or cutscenes. what the fuck ever. <laughs> I played them, and I played them for like a day, and went, "This is annoying and boring, and requires." Sure. Yeah. It's, it's not, not for your me. thing. Yeah, and I feel like the way that those games have always traditionally been shown. Mm has not evolved. Castlevania's fucking evolved. I loved watching the shit mm-hmm. out of that on fucking Netflix. Mm-hmm. I would play the fuck out of a 3D open world or not open world. Let's 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 negate the fact I said that. <laughs> a 3D linear storyline Castlevania game like they've been doing but they're not doing that shit with Mega Man. Right. Mega Man is this annoying puzzle, fucking jumping not I just, I just don't like it's it. It's not for it, you. It, it doesn't it makes sense. And its audience isn't large enough to warrant making huge announcements, I don't feel. Yeah, okay. historically, you get these people that love this shit. I fucking love Dig Dug. So, you know, people fucking love Dig Dug. The same number of people who love fucking Mega Man. A bunch I get, of I get where people. you're going with this. I do, I do, I do. I, 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 get, I get the need to rent. However, when the original creator of Mega Man, and this was only like four or five years ago, announced a Kickstarter mm-hmm. for his new, you know, own out. Mega Man game that did come out and did very poorly... But when he announced it, it was kickstarted in less than 10 minutes yeah. and mm-hmm. had how, like $9 million pledged to it by the end of like a $50,000 goal. How, how good is that game received? Because Well, the game was good, received how, poorly because it was made poorly, because it wasn't made by Capcom. Oh, so because, just because game. the guy that came up with the idea of Mega Man made a game doesn't mean it was good? You seem really committed to Mega Man being bad, so I'm just no, going to push, push that away right want now. want Mega Man to be The different. thing is, Mega Man does have a good and loyal following of people who really like it. It also has a very, very active speedrunning community, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't to say is a big thing, but it's it's definitely a, a point of nostalgia. Same thing in the Sonic fandom. Yeah. Um, and so- Sonic fandom has grown into other things, but Mega Man does have a chance here. It it can get its Symphony of the Night involved and kind of evolve the gameplay of Castlevania or Mega Man into something like that. I feel like it's a lost property that Capcom has a huge potential to do something with. And if not now, when? Sure. The way I feel about Mega Man Mm -hmm. is... Let's make this a final statement about it. You have to kill your darlings. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it needs to be a franchise that needs to grow much like Sonic did. Sonic grew even at as opposed to its own fan base, mm-hmm. which we know it grew. Look at the last mo- the movie. It's fucking great. And I'm looking forward to the sequel. The mm-hmm. games are doing wonderfully opposed mm-hmm. to its own fan base. It's doing wonderfully opposed to its fan base. Mega man is not, and it needs to be revitalized in a different way than what it has been because the way it is right now, 
is much like Contra, I don't give a fuck because you're just not making anything that I, I would ever care about. Okay. Um, I do. We do need it in the last day of games, uh, but just real quick predictions. Do you think there'll be another Resident Evil remake announced at during the Capcom show? Uh huh. Do you think? Yeah, just flat out. You think Resident Evil Four remake will be announced? I mean, honestly, it's the next step. I know you want Code Veronica because mm-hmm. it definitely does come next. That being said, the Resident Evil 3 remake wasn't received nearly as favorably as Resident Evil 2 remake mm-hmm. because it, and strictly the only reason people gave is because it was a lot shorter. Yeah. Felt a little bit more like DLC than the than, than an actual game. As far as I heard, the rest of the game was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, Code Veronica would be good, but it is a little bit more of the same. And I know everyone is waiting. Everyone is waiting. Would it waiting. make sense to just make Code Veronica DLC for that franchise or that episode though. they could they don't they don't really do i mean i get plot line wise they might not well, but like, well, it, it's not even same... plot line wise it's like business wise they haven't done that and okay. it would be a really weird code veronica is like, also like its own like 25 hour experience yeah, i think it's longer than resident evil 3 uh yeah it is yeah. like by a lot but um, it was supposed to code veronica was supposed to be resident evil 3 but that's right. a whole thing i'm not gonna get yeah to. but so so resident evil 4 everyone knows it everyone loves it and, and you can't even remaster it anymore it's so so old looking all the assets are trash they can be thrown away all the volume all, all the all, all the sound assets are trash you can throw them away but you can remake this game in with the re2 engine and make something truly fucking cool i think, I think what i want to talk about should. before the show was the if you were going to remake four mm-hmm. in one of the engines mm-hmm. and we have the engine the seven eight engine mm-hmm. the whatever the current engine yeah uh-huh. or you have the engine the remaster yeah the remaster engine mm-hmm I would rather it be in the new one. So here's the thing, because and I, and for I can't agree with you. And, and not even for longevity, because the, the Resident Evil 2 remake engine still looks gorgeous. The, 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 no, it really great, is. It's, it's great. a great-looking game. Um, longevity, I understand. Here's why I would like that. Because for whatever reason, just because it's interesting, I would love this version of RE4 to be first-person. Hmm. It basically... I want all of them to be first-person. It person. basically revolutionized third-person shooting when it came out. Um, every game since has copied it even just a tiny bit. If they made RE4, like remade RE4 and made it like a first-person game, I would flip my shit like, and I would play every second of like it. Pulling into the... Because it was op- uh, because it was third-person, you got to have that over-the-shoulder mm-hmm. open. You can see things. Yeah. But then switching to first and you get just that collapse. a little more claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Which is something that... You had more in one and two, yeah, but you didn't. Once you go to third person, I think maybe if you flip it, again, this is the yeah. And, if and I, I was if really I was creative. working there, I would be throwing out something like, "Can we just yeah?" All right, I, I need first person. Either way, either way, though, yes, <laughs> uh, RE4 remake, I would absolutely. Predict. I need to skip over a bunch of stuff so we can head over to Nintendo. So let's go ahead and give out our predictions for Nintendo. They're going to be wrapping up things uh, on Tuesday. So what are your predictions for the forty-minute Nintendo Treehouse? Oh shit, Nintendo! I mean, Treehouse. It's Nintendo Direct and Treehouse Live. It's two different things that they do. They're doing it together as oh, one show, and that's what it's okay. called. Okay. Yeah. The way just in my brain when I was yeah. like, oh, okay, what are we calling that now? So. So, um, I mean, Mario has been killing it right now, um, but, oh, God. Does the hat get its own expansion? If, if we could please, by God, mm. see some Metroid 4. Like, any, any yeah. I have a 4. pretty big feeling 
based on insider sources that we may see something. I would just like okay, so we're probably gonna see. I'm not. I'm not accurate. Nobody has told yeah. me anything. But I just have yeah. friends that work in the industry, and I know what their current projects are. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I would not be surprised if we so, saw so that. So we know we're we live in see... Austin. It's pretty easy to figure out that we're working yes. on this. Well, I mean, <laughs> Hector and I work for the company that houses their data. So. Yeah. So we know we're going to see a little bit of Breath of the Wild sequel. Yep. Yeah. And they're sense. probably going to yeah. be really into that because they've not released a sequel for a Zelda game before. Yep. Um, we're definitely going to see that. Uh, I hope we see over a thousand. Per- I, I'm, I have a feeling. We're gonna see some some kind of Switch Pro stuff. Okay. Definitely some Switch Pro stuff. Even though I think they said they're gonna focus mostly on games uh, for this thing, I thought I read that in a tweet. Um, we're definitely gonna see something about the Switch Pro. Do you because, think we'll see anything about a Bayonetta game? God, I hope so. Bayonetta three is a a reason for me to buy a Switch. Even a reason mm. for me to buy a Switch Pro would immediately if I saw Bayonetta. Right. No. No lie. Okay. Um, and yeah, like, like those three, like, yeah, would love to see Bayonetta definitely going to see some Breath of the Wild, which will give me a reason to play the original if I get a switch for Bayonetta and, um, yeah, just some fucking Metroid four, man. (laughs) And I'm not even really invested in buying the game. I just really want to see what they're cooking up because Nintendo has a way of innovating in a way that I think, I think they can, I think they can, they can end. Sorry, I just, that came to my mind. Yeah, they can, (laughs) they can end their presentation with like two minutes of Metroid 4 footage they and could. that's it. That's they it. Could. And that's it. I, Just I, don't I, give I, us I the logo again for yeah. like 30 seconds and make everybody mad. Well, they, they, Cause they, you already did that once. They did. They gave <laughs> us a logo for, for, for two and a half years and then said, sorry, this is canceled. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo stop giving us logos for things and then, not making the thing. Yeah. Uh, no. I, uh, what was the one I said uh, just a second ago? Um, oh, you. So so Hades isn't yes, a Nintendo Hades game. Deal. That's super no, giant. No, it's super giant, but I was expecting to show up during the the Nintendo. Oh, because it came. It was released because, on the yeah, Switch. Yeah, because it's a Switch game. I mean, it'll, it'll come out and be like, "Hey, we're making." And honestly, a DLC, but it's something Hades related. I was going to say that that would be a first because they don't do expansion. They've never done an expansion or a DLC before, but they've never had a game that was as popular before. Yeah, yeah it I, was, I'd love to see something. When you got on the team it. back together to make updates yeah. to it, I mean, like, you might made more. Yeah, but because usually they release a game and they let it just sit there for like four years and then show you a trailer for the next game. Yep. Yeah, but they, 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 I, that's one thing that like, I'm I looking forward. I'm looking forward more to more to, to more Hades. It's mm-hmm. another on my. If I'm gonna call one for everything, my random ass one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. This is my random ass one because I want more Hades, much like my other random ass ideas. <laughs> all right, that is everything we have for the show this week. These are our E3 predictions. This isn't all of them. There's still a bunch of stuff out there. Again, all this is subject to change. Uh, please let there be Elden Ring footage is one of the things I'm throwing into God, the ether. Let there be Elden Ring. Um, if you have any E3 predictions or anything you want to talk to us about, Tony, where can they do that? Head on over to goodnight.gg. It will forward you over to our Patreon page because uh, it's way easier to have that. It's way easier to have a Patreon page, which has our episodes on there. This is episode 404 of goodnight.g. Or sorry, this is goodnight and good got... I am fucking this all up. I hate changing things. So the show is after called Good Night and Good Game. That, that's us. Yeah, after 400. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> bro- I've okay. broken tone. Let me think about it for a second. We've got goodnight.gg. That's a website. Then we've yep. got... We've got GNGGcast. which is at GNGGcast. It's the too many Gs. I fucked myself up making it through that. We've got that, which is our Twitter, mm-hmm. and then that's the Facebooks, you know, yep. at GNGGcast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, email address is info at goodnight.gg. I remember good. that one because that's the earlier one. <laughs> um, everything else is GNGGcast, 
And that's how you find it. I need to come up with like my own little written thing like I had. Because <laughs> we'll get you like a laminated a, card. Yeah, we'll get you, you good. Keep... I had it in my head for like 400 episodes, like what the other one was. So, and like... then I just shit all over it. And I like to, <laughs> the thing is, I don't write mine down. I like to fuck with it every week. Every week's a whole new, what website yeah. are we going to? Who knows? But it's the same one as last week, but he's going to say something different. <laughs> all right, that's everything we have for the show this week. Thank you for tuning in. This was episode 404 in the books. Until next week, for Tony, this is James. For James, this is Tony. I'm Hector. Everyone, good night. And good game.